Magandang araw, podmates. Howie Severino muli. Kasama ngayon ng kapwa kapuso journalist na si Mav Gonzalez. Na kasama ko ngayon bilang bagong regular host ng Eyewitness, ang pinakamatagal ng documentary show sa ating bansa. Magandang araw sa iyo, Mav. Congratulations at welcome sa Eyewitness. Thank you, thank you, Sir Howie. Alam nyo, like, sobrang kinikilig pa rin ako. Minsan di ko pa rin. <laughs> Minsan di pa rin pwede sisikin. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. No, We're so happy you're joining us and uh, we're so happy you're here with us sa, sa ating podcast ngayon. Alam ko na sa Spain ka ngayon, no? umaga dyan. Uh, ano na ba ng uh, mission mo sa Spain? Actually po, itong bakasyon na to ay pre-COVID pa. 2020 pa to nakabook with one of my best friends. But then... Um, she had problems with her visa, so now akong yun tumuloy. So I will be traveling Spain, Portugal, Italy, and Morocco to medyo magsa-soul-searching trip tayo, Sir Howie, kasi mag-isa po ako. <laughs> oh my! Okay. Well, uh, on the one hand, uh, you know, disappointment dahil, you know, inaasama mo may kasama ka. But on the other hand, no, uh, malaking opportunity din yan. Uh, not mm-hmm. just soul-searching, but, you know, to pursue your own Interested ako, mahilig din ako mag-solo travel noong uh, kabataan ko eh. So, oh. Uh, oh, so how are you thinking about ano, traveling alone? No? I mean, hindi ka ba natatakot? I mean, lalo na, you know, babae ka, you're going to, you know, countries like Morocco, na uh, iba-iba talaga yung uh, kultura ka, no? Ano po eh, parang, kasi medyo meron na kaming set na itinerary. But then, there were some things that I really wanted to do na parang ngayon, I can just do it whenever I want. Like yesterday, I didn't want to have dinner. So, pumunta lang ako sa market, bumili ako ng tapas. That was it. And it's something that I wouldn't have been able to do kung meron po akong kasama. Parang mas masaya lang na si Mas Potenius yung trip. Parang ko ano yung gusto mo gawin? Okay, let's go. And yung baglan na sa harap. Yun ang paalala sa akin. But wait, for, for what reason? For security or anong? For security because apparently maraming pickpockets. Yes, mabuti ano ka, conscious ka sa ganun na sa totoo lang pahaba uh, ng career ko na may dalang camera sa sa Europe lang ako na wala ng camera. No, <laughs> saan po dito? Pilipinas, hindi ako nawawala ng Oh, sa Pilipinas hindi ako nawawala ng gamit eh kasi siguro mas maingat ako rito kasi pagdating sa Europe, pakala mo trustworthy yung mga tao, yeah. no? Pero doon do, wala ng uh, ng camera no so i want to ask you about eyewitness nga no because um nakailang docu episodes ka na rin sa sa eyewitness no bilang substitute host or or reliever yes. no sa mga nakaraang taon uh, i saw your episodes on yung trans nene uh, iba-iba yung mga topics no eh. may tungkol sa leksyon may mga may pumasok ka sa kweba sa pangasinan yes ah huh? mm-hmm. uh, pero ito regular host ka na kumbaga siguro yun no para naging audition mo na yun no so siguro mm-hmm. na gusto mga boss natin yung mga outputs mo noon ngayon uh, regular host ka na ang uh, una mong docu as a regular host uh, umeri nung Pebrero lang no yun ang tungkol sa uh, dating at yung mga naghahanap ng uh, partner online uh, swipe right swipe wrong ang uh, pamagat bakit bakit ito yung uh, napiling topic o yung pinili mong topic para sa una mong episode as a regular host sa eyewitness siguro po kasi parang gusto rin ng Iwit is some something na millennials and mga Gen Z and even the younger ones will be able to relate to. And this is something that I think I kind of know something about because I also tried dating apps. And um, yung isa po sa mga si K-Stud namin, my lola, 69 years old, nag-dating app. So I was very curious, parang 
hindi lang pala yung mga kaedad ko yung nagde-dating ah parang ang dami pa lang gumagawa nito and at the same time nasakto po nung time na magsushoot na for the first episode na may mga na-rescue na Pilipino na trinafik sila sa Cambodia and Myanmar and ang ginagamit nila para mga scam ay dating apps so sabi ko ang daming naluloko even without the mga modus and gayon pa na may modus parang dapat i-alert natin yung mga tao na Huwag kayo masyadong kampante when you're using dating apps. Not everyone you meet there is a real person. Kailangan you have to be careful. And some people, kasi po Sir Hao, parang paano ba? Marupok! Marupok! <laughs> parang pagka-feeling nila, meron silang nakitang good match. Wala na. All logic flies out of the window. Well, so that's something... Eh. Yes, yun nga po. So sabi ko, that was something that we wanted to show na Of course, we want to be optimistic, especially when you're trying to find love and relationships. Pero you also have to be careful para hindi ka mabiktima. Mm-hmm. Well, yung nga, yung isang case study mo doon, yung, uh, yung lola mo. Actually, uh, kapatid siya ng lola mo, tama ba? Parang yes, grand, grand tita. Grand no? aunt. Okay. Grand aunt, oo. Na, in fact, um, may sumubok na lokohin siya, di ba? And then finally, uh, meron siyang na-meet online. through one of these dating apps na mukhang there's something evolving there, no? Uh, mm-hmm. So, it, it, it's still an unfolding story, no? So, uh, yes. curiosity, kasi nung isang buwan pa na lumabas yun, so tuloy, may, may, meron ano man, may progress naman yung yung kanilang uh, chikahan online, no? I mean, uh, Opo. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. That's good. Yung po, this guy, Sir Howie, it's actually based in Spain. Kaya na, malayo siya sa akin. So, hindi kami makapagkita kasi The Spaniards, apparently, meron lang silang schedule when they could take their breaks. And his vacation time is Holy Week and August. So, sa August po, balak niyang pumunta ng Pilipinas para mag okay. sila ng lola ko. Okay. But the fact na may dahilan ngayon, nasa Spain ka na nga eh, di ba? Na hindi siya pwede makipagkita sa'yo. That didn't create any doubts na, na legit siya. I mean... <laughs> Diba? I mean, I'm sure your grand mm-hmm. found out na pupunta ka Spain. I'm sure nag-usap kayo no, na baka pwede mong i-check out ito. Wala bang ganun? Mm-hmm. Or nagtitiwana na siya and just, he's just looking forward to meeting him in person sa atin. Actually, ako po yung maswari. <laughs> ako yung sabi-sabi po, layo na kaya ng binay ko. Ayaw pa niya ako i-meet somewhere dito. But then, of course, I also think na I don't know, kasi hindi pa naman sila kasal and hindi naman ako yung lola ko. So, parang siya ako lang naman to. Parang wala na ako mapapala if I meet her and travel all the way to Madrid. So, sabi ko, sige na nga, oh, bahala ka ba? So, sa August, pag nag-meet kayo, especially for the first meeting, kailangan kasama kami pa, or somebody else na hindi pwedeng one-on-one ng first meeting. <laughs> Oo, oh, mukhang mas concerned pa kayo no? sa kanya. Kaysa... No, papo. <laughs> But you yourself, no, you you've been quite open about your own life, and uh, of course you talk about your own uh, search, no, uh, in your in this episode uh, on uh, online dating, dating apps, no, and then um, you've been quite open about your your own life as a single. So why do you share these aspects of your life? Parang the first time that I did this, it was Valentine's Day many years ago, sir, and parang. Kasi I always get these comments na, Hoy, tumatanda ka na, sayang ka naman. Parang mamay, di ka na magkaanak. Baka malipasan ka ng panahon. And for the longest time, it was funny lang. But then I realized na, to me, siguro it's funny. But then to other women who are about my age or a bit older na, 
we take it personally na parang they tend to settle, they tend to like get desperate because they feel like the relationship is the only way they would find their worth. And kahit na hindi na masyado bet yung lalaki, parang sila, eh, ito na yung nandito, sige na nga, ganyan. So, I posted something, sabi ko po, mabuti nang wala sa mali. And a lot of people really resonated with it, pati lalaki, na parang kung hindi naman okay talaga yung babae, di, let's try to find someone else. And I feel like this journey, because it's been a very long time, it's been, huh, ilan na ba? Mag nine years na, mag the nine years na I, I'm single. And, but I, I do date. But the nine years, I feel like it's also been a journey with my friends, with other, with cousins, my age, and with some people na I become friends with on social media na we're all in this together. Parang let's not settle. And, you know, I, I, I feel like if the Lord provides, the Lord will provide. And there will be no hassle to it. So, ako naman po, I'm just open to sharing it. Just so other people see na parang, oh, siya nga eh, she has a good career also, she, she's doing well, she travels and stuff, and she doesn't find na parang kakulangan sa buhay yun if you're still single. Yeah, bihirang pag-usapan yan, no? Uh, in such a public way, no? So, I, I, I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to you know, encourage some uh, frank discussion about it, and at the same time, trying to change attitudes, no? Um, ako mismo, uh, I kind of felt a similar social pressure uh, not to get married but uh, after i got married matagal kaming walang anak no so ibang passing pressure yon na every time you show up somewhere ganun parang uy tumatanda na kayo ano di ba sayang naman yung jeans niyo i mean i i kind of heard <laughs> similar you know i'm nakaka pressure din no uh, you know you try to joke about it and try to brush it off pero yung pag paulit-ulit na you kind of i actually did a docu about it about the difficulty of having children for some couples uh, it's so easy diba i mean they have five six children para may bakit bakit sila napakadali kami sobra kaming nahirapan and, and and we actually we only have one no uh, we're not going to have more and even up to now um sinasabi sa amin na parang ang tipid mo naman no di ba buting buting nagkaroon ng isa eh di ba but back to ano being single no kasi na interview ko si Dr. Margie Holmes around Valentine's Day no and then we chose to talk about those who who feel left out on Valentine's Day no kasi nabanggit mo nga na ikaw nga you kind of you you were hearing a lot of these uh, comments around that time, no? And you, itong si, Do- si Margie Holmes, yung relationship advice columnist, no? And she's written books about her advice uh, about relationships, romance, sex, etc. No? Uh, she she has been calling for a stop, no? Na dito sa pag-shame <laughs> ng mga singles, no? Sinasabi niya, dapat tigilin na. Itong shaming ng mga single, irespeto natin yung pagiging single as a choice, no? At kasi sa ibang kultura, maybe even there in Europe and Spain, no? You're not going to be bothered much about it. And there, there are many people, many women who actually probably choose it, choose to be single. I've met uh, a lot of mm-hmm. women actually who choose to be single, even Filipinas, no? So dito sa atin, dahil na you're encouraging uh, a, a more open and frank uh, discussion about it and maybe ch- trying to change attitudes. May napapansin ka ba na, na pagbabago sa, sa social attitudes uh, tungkol dito? Tungkol sa mga ibang bagay na dapat a matter of choice. You know, how many children you should have or whether you should have children or whether you should get married. Uh, there are certain expectations of us no? uh, traditionally. Pero dahil we're modern people now, 
di ba? We're hoping na magbago na rin yung attitudes ng mga tao. So, may meron pa rin ba na, napapansin na pagbabago pagdating sa mga social attitudes? To be honest, Sir Howie, parang ngayon, especially kasi sa social media doon, ko kasi nakikita yung mga tao, hindi ka naman talaga masyado kilala, mas marami sa mga bata ang ganito na yung mindset na parang kung wala pa, edi wala pa, parang let's go have fun, let's do something else. But there are still some from the older generation sila yung mas nag-comment na parang, Hoy, 33 ka na, wala ka pa rin asa, wala ka pa rin boyfriend, what, parang what are you doing with your life? Na parang, yun na, dumating na rin po sa akin, Sir Howie, yung comment na sayang naman yung jeans mo. <laughs> And sometimes, I do engage, like sometimes I would reply dun sa mga nag-comment ng ganun, but in a very nice way or a funny way. But for the most part, especially mga kaedad ko po, millennials, Gen Z, We, we share the same sentiment na I think there's this mentality na yung mga millennials and the younger generations, we are after experiences. Like uh, the older generations, they were, let's go buy a house, let's go buy a car. But the next generation, siguro dahil ang mahal din, yes, siguro dahil ang mahal din ng bahay at ng kotse ngayon, <laughs> sabi ko mga, mga millennial, parang okay, let's go for experiences, let's go eat out, let's go travel. And it fills up their life in a way na hindi naman na iisang tabi yung relationships, but it doesn't become such a highlight. It doesn't become such a priority na parang I need to find someone for me to be happy because you can be happy in other ways. And you mentioned Sir Howe na sa Pilipinas, yun masyado pa rin sila mapansin sa ganyan. Actually, dito po, dahil nga mag-isa ako naglalakad, from the airport hanggang makarating ako dito, no one looks at me. Dahil mag-isa ako, I eat by myself, I walk by myself, even sa tour bus, I'm by myself. No one looks at me weird. But if you do it in the Philippines, because I've tried it in the Philippines, sometimes I like eating out by myself. People look at you na parang, what's wrong? Parang na, na, was she stood up by her date? Bakit siya mag-isa? I think it's also... It's, yeah, it's a Filipino culture na parang I think we're super on family and a spouse having kids na parang they worry for you when you're single and you're medyo, ano na, getting old na. I don't know. I think it's a personal preference. For me, personally, I would love to have kids. But if I don't get married na soon and I don't have the kids, eh, eh wala eh. Parang that's, not, that's, the, card, that's the card for me. It's not something that would make me feel like, oh, I'm less of a person because this didn't happen for me. And I hope that's also how other people feel, especially mga babae, kasi kami yung Yeah. You know, as you said, it's mostly an attitude of older generations and uh, eventually, syempre, lilipas din yan and uh, papalitan ng mga millennial uh, katulad mo. And you're doing exactly as what you're saying. I mean, you're there uh, experiencing life, experiencing new things, di ba? Na, Uh, and uh, masaya ka. So um, I think what's what we really just need to do is respect each other's choices, di ba? Um, may mga tao na hanggang na siguro ka age mo rin na or maybe younger na priority pa rin ay maghanap ng asawa, magkaanak, etc. Inirespeto rin natin yun. But you know, there are many other options in life now. no? And um, yun, I, I admire your attitude about it and the way you're handling it. So, so um, yun, pabuhay ka, no? <laughs> I want to check but I still I know I still take repair on Sir Howie yeah, <laughs> yeah okay so yeah so yeah uh, uh, I I do have uh, friends who are eligible and 
and have stunning <laughs> qualities that you maybe but sige pag-usapan natin yan on the side no but i want to ano i, I want to shift a little bit uh, to uh, documentary a common uh, interest a common passion no kasi you've joined our program uh, you've called it a legacy program no uh, it is um, it is uh, i would think it's one of the longest running public affairs shows on philippine tv if not the longest running no may mga mas matagal pang show no but they're more in about entertainment no pero at yung atin ay public affairs it's a documentary show it's long form journalism no so i don't know of any other program like it na mas matagal pa no so tama yung sinabi mong it's a legacy show but at the same time it's forward looking we, we we're trying to um, make it relevant for the current generations and for future generations so that's why you know you were welcome to the show dahil uh, you are younger than all of us current hosts no so sabi mo tumatanda ka but you're still younger than than any of us now no uh, nagsabay kayo ni John Consulta i don't know kung sino yung mas matanda sa inyo but you're of the mm-hmm. same similar generation no but i want to point out uh, something to our listeners dahil 5 years ago sa isang interview in interview ka ng isang estudyante eh, pero pinost sa YouTube nahanap ko lang when i was searching your name there no Sinabi mong isa sa mga pangarap mo ay uh, gumawa ng mga dokumentaryo. This is five years ago, no? So, um, you were you were covering, you know, you were in covering significant news, no? Nagbe uh, 24 oras ka na, you were covering Pacquiao, etc. No? So, um, medyo importante yung role mo sa GMA, but you you had uh, you had uh, other ambitions, no? Uh, so ngayon na uh, isa ka ng uh, host ng Eyewitness, no? Ano bang naging attraction para sa you yung docu? Bakit sinabi mo noon pa, five years ago, and maybe you had that aspiration even longer before that, no? To do docus, no? So, an- ano ba yung nag-attract sa'yo na gumawa ng docu? Noong college po, meron kaming class, documentary class, literally. And nanonood lang kami ng mga documentaries, and then we would discuss, so parang po, ano yung, what did you like about it? What didn't work? And I really enjoyed it. And... Coming out of college, kasi po ako, journalism yung track ko. I was writing long form. So, no, actually po, nung paglilipat ko ng GMA na nagsusulat ako ng news, that was new to me. I wasn't used to writing in such short form. <laughs> parang, I feel like parang hala, ang daming nawalang side stories, ang daming nawalang color stories dahil we have very limited um, airtime in the news. So, I, I was really looking forward to writing more and not cutting out so much out of the story and my family mahilig po kami manood ng mga documentaries and particularly mga historical and crime documentaries so as in we would watch the the ones na series yung multi-part na mga documentary so that was really interesting to me like it's it's very interesting to me how they would be able to go back to a case parang 50 years ago and then find out something new now and then solve it that was that was something that i really wanted to do but of course now especially with the technology we have in the philippines it's not naman it's not gonna be possible to do things like that in in the near future so for me now parang it i really wanted to be a part of eyewitness because i wanted to do longer stories and feature more stories na na masashare ko siya like give it justice give the topic justice because there are stories na hindi mo pwede sa ikwento in 5 minutes 
like um even the 30 minutes sometimes it's it's very short but of course parang, that's better than than five minutes and there are stories also na hindi ko naman po nagagawa sa news like for example ito lang the last one you put water dating apps i don't think magagawa siya sa news so ito po is an outlet for me to do stories that are interesting to me but like not necessarily very very current kaya gagawin din siya ng news and i don't know parang the adventure pati po yung mga pumapasok ng kuweba ganyan it's fun it's fun to me like it's something that i would do even if I wasn't doing a documentary about it, and it's it's nice to be able to do that and like record the whole process. And I feel like most, if not all, of the people that we really respect in Philippine journalism, they went through eyewitness at a certain point in their career. So that was something na parang I aspired na to be able to do something na. Like my family would remember, na parang oh my witness, ganyan. And it would be a nice story to tell when I'm old. It's not necessarily na parang oh I want recognition from other people. It's more of the recognition from my family. And I, I just I want to share this one story quick. My lolo died right after I graduated college. Super fan po siya ng GMA. As in, ang TV namin sa bahay, hindi natatanggal sa GMA. Pag-ihipat mo yun para manood ng ibang show, magagalit siya. So, itong lolo ko na to, nung pag-graduate na po ako ng college, because I took up journalism, he said, mag-GMA ka ha, mag-GMA ka mag GMA News and Public Affairs ka. Sabi niya, pangarap daw niya na mapanood ako sa TV. Of course, hindi niya na ako napanood. But, just the thought na parang, oh, papa, like, I did it, I need it, na the things that you wanted for me when you were alive, I'm actually doing it now. I wish you could have seen it, but at least my lolas are still here so they can see now parang I was able to do it. Well, uh, you know, I, I admire that uh, ambition, of course, no? Kasi mahal, mahal ko rin ang eyewitness, of course, for so many years. Uh, this has been my primary uh, occupation, ano? But yung generation mo kasi, at, and uh, lalo na siguro yung younger generations, mas mahilig manood ng short form, no? As in less than a minute long, uh, and uh, of course, yung pinakapatok na platform ngayon yung TikTok ay uh, ang karamihan ng videos yon wala pang isang minuto, and that consumes that consumes the attention of millions and millions of people who might you know kung wala yung ganyang platforms bakas bakas mas manunood sila ng mga docu ano so ako minsan I'm kind of worried about the documentary format no and uh, it's it's future in tv but ikaw atin mo my future pa ang uh, long form you have a longer future than i do in this in this profession <laughs> no so uh, are you hoping to have a long future in in docu my future by in long form and my audience pa i think so because a lot of the people na especially my age ha, so millennials i i'm not very sure about the gen z millennials dahil nga po parang natang nakita natin sa social media ang iisipin they want to find something more meaningful, something longer. And a lot of my friends, they really enjoy watching documentaries. Even the longer ones, ilang yung 30 minutes ng eyewitness. Because parang na-overload na sila with little things that don't really contain a lot of information and a lot of substance sa social media. So sometimes they want to find something na, alam mo yun, mas, mas may laman. And as per their feedback, not just the eyewitness episodes that I do, but like the others, 
they enjoy it. Kasi sabi nila, oh, parang medyo nabuo yung story. Instead of like one minute lang nanonood ka. And for me, it's also a way to relax my brain. Because kapag po nagsuscroll ka sa social media, parang andar siya ng andar dahil nga aiksi lang nung nakikita mo. But when you're sitting down in front of the TV, you're stuck with this show for an hour or so, parang okay, medyo tama lang yung pace ng utak ko. Hindi ako masyado na stress. And in such a busy pace na, ng mundo ngayon, pace of our job even, it's it's something I enjoy. Nag-enjoy ako na medyo mag-slow down and watch these shows. Actually po, meron pang mga nag-comment sa akin na parang bitin naman yung ano. <laughs> Kasi di ba pagka without the commercials, mga 27, 30 minutes. Yeah. So, sabi nila, bitin daw. Bitin daw ng 30 minutes. Pwede sabi ko, iwan naman yung time magagawa. Yun lang yung length natin. So, I, I feel like there there is a market for it. And millennials are not going away for a very long time. We're here for the hot point. Yeah. Oh, well, sana tumanda kayo na, ma- na mahilig pa rin manood ng, ng docu. Oh, po. <laughs> yung mga docu natin sa Eyewitness, they're about 27, 28 minutes long. No? But when I started out, uh, over 45 minutes yan. No? So, paiksi rin ang paiksi. No? So, hopefully, they don't shorten it even more. Kasi yun ay may pinakamahabang storya sa, sa non-fiction eh. Uh, on TV eh. Diba? But itong itong uh, paggawa ng docu is is just the latest chapter in your career no because you've had a, a long career already you know uh you're you're much younger than than me and yet uh you've had a pretty long career already in in media if you include yung stint mo sa children's tv no children's show no? Oh. Eh, you know i was part of the pro team and uh, i i got to know some of the child hosts of our our oh, five and up there five and up oh, and sila atom Araulio, that's also where they got their start uh but ikaw you got your your start uh sa chikiting uh, patrol no sa, na, sa gma7 din and what was that like kasi pa, nag-host ka i mean that being pag-aartista no you were actually posting stories about real life no para magazine show yon about yes, real po. people real life uh through through to life things did that whet your appetite for more did that make you think oh okay pala na career yung ganito actually nang bata po kasi when i started 8 years old so much ko nakapagkabuhang book sa mundo doon i i was just really enjoying it because every weekend the shoot is every saturday Every weekend, you're somewhere, you're eating something new, you're meeting new people, you're traveling, we get to travel. So, parang nung bata po ako, naglalaro lang kasi may mga kasama rin ako na bata rin. So, enjoy-enjoy lang kami. But siguro, when I was growing up nung mga pa high school, pa college na, yung medyo nag-iisip ka na about the future, it made me realize that I actually don't want to work inside an office. As in, yung 9-5 job na I do the same thing every day. Maybe that I don't know if that was because of what I went through as a child, but naisip ko talaga po yun because when I was entering college, I had two options for course. It was communication art, so journalism, and the other is applied math and finance. <laughs> like the other one, I'm sure I'll be loaded. Like after a few years lang, pero and I'm sure it works for other people, but I feel like with my personality, hindi siya work. So sabi ko, sige, let's go journalism track. And my mom also, she took journalism nung college siya. And she wanted to be a newscaster. But me, what I wanted to do, I wanted to write. I didn't want to be on TV. I just wanted to write long form 
And I don't know, siguro po, like one thing led to another and somehow I ended up on TV. <laughs> so, it's something that keeps the job interesting. Yung labas po tayo ng labas kapag uh, nasa media ka. Parang naka-11 years na pala ako sa GMA. Hindi ko naman malaya. Last week, I was 11 years with GMA. Hindi ko naman malaya na ang tagal na pala. Dahil everyday iba yung ginagawa ko. Hindi ka nagbibilang ng araw na <laughs> parang ang gano'ng katanggal po mabago ko mag-retire kasi na-enjoy mo naman yung ginagawa mo. Pero ma'am, binibilang mo ba yung mga taon mo sa GMA News Online? Kasi na po kasama yon as a regular employee, 12 years, sir. Okay, kasi nag, uh, you know, for the information of our listeners and viewers, no, nagsama tayo sa GMA News Online when I was uh, editor-in-chief. And we got you as a sports reporter because, uh, uh, and you were not appearing on TV then. Although, alam ko, naging court reporter ka, no? I was appearing for another network for courtside. Na, Nagko-courtside po ko ng basketball and football. Okay. But we got you as a sports reporter and you were covering yes. sports. You were covering sports also. Yeah, you were covering the Azcals. And then we also got you to, to do some hosting online. online. Yes, you for the win. Diba? Sports was really a preferred beat no? earlier in your career. And um, since then, you have occasionally said na favorite mo pa rin, yung mag-cover ng sports, no? I mean, I don't know if it's still your favorite, but um, mm. you have had a preference for sports coverage and you have you have been assigned to cover Pacquiao, his, his fights, no? Uh, so why sports? Naging athlete ka ba? Ano yung nag-attract sa'yo sa sports journalism in particular? Yung family ko po kasi nung lumalaki ako, yung dad ko, their four brothers, mahilig sila sa sports, particularly basketball. So lumalaki ako, nanonood din ako ng basketball with them, NBA, NBA, kami yung mga klase ng bata na kapag summer, nasa sports clinic. <laughs> Ganun po kami ng kapatid ko. So parang, we tried a lot of sports. I did swimming for a bit, but hindi na ako nag-UAP. Hanggang high school lang po ako nag-swim. And I've tried a lot of sports. And I don't know, it's just really interesting to me kapag ako nag-cover ng sports. Parang, because I'm such a sports fan, kapag nag-cover ako nun, parang hindi siya talaga trabaho. Parang, it comes very easy to me. And actually, when I applied sa GMA na TV, ang sabi po sa akin na parang, actually, we're looking for a female sports reporter. Kasi they had Marcos Zambrano din. So, may lalaki na parang, oh, bye naman, ganyan. Siguro parang, para si Ate Dayan Castillo, something like that. So, sabi ko, okay, sige po, I'll audition. But then, no paper man namin ng potrata, ang sabi ni Ma'am Gray, sabi niya, actually, you're not just gonna cover sports, ha? Like, if there's no sports coverage, you're gonna do everything else. So, me, at the time, I was like, okay po, but sa loob-loob, oh my God, nilang sports. Hindi nilang pala sports yung pagawin ko. Kaya po, ayun, medyo nagulat din ako nung starting out, di ba, magpapanggabik ka pa, police beat, makapatayan, ganyan. Pero I think ito is a good experience kasi ang dami kong nagawa na if I just stuck with sports, it wouldn't have happened. But, if I had to choose pa rin po until now, like between beeps, I still like sports. Mas sport. Yeah, okay. But you were asked once kasi na, you know, what have you been proudest of? And and you you said almost without uh, missing a beat, no? Yung coverage mo ng Taal Volcano. You mentioned any sports coverage. You mentioned disaster coverage, no? Which is kind of classic 
uh, reportage. I mean, uh, you know, most most journalists so worth, worth their salt have covered disasters or crimes and wars. I mean, yun talaga yung parang paginisi mong jur- journalism, no? Yun yun ang parang uh, parang mandatory coverage, no? You have to cover crises, no? Emergencies, no? Mm-hmm. Uh, but what what was so memorable about that? Why did that? You know, immediately come to mind when you were asked your question about what has made you proud as a journalist. Anong klaseng coverage yung yung nag uh, instill ng pride sa yo? Why did you say the the all eruption coverage? Siguro po kasi like with the, all the sports coverage, especially yung mga pakiyaw coverage. Of course, they're big, but tinal like I said, I'm just having fun when I do that. But during the taal coverage, sobrang out of my comfort zone. Like literally po. Nagiikot lang kami kasi metro metro wide kami no nagiikot-ikot lang kami and then biglang tumawag yung desk na puntahan tagaytay pumutok pumutok yung taal tapos parang ako oh, akala ko joke pa tapos sabi niya hindi totoo talaga pumuntahan ng tagaytay na ipot so kami nung kuno ko para ano raw and then pag akyat pa lang po namin Santa Rosa Road ano na siya eh, wala ka nang makita and i never feared for my life but i felt like i knew that it was something that was gonna be big. Parang hindi ito yung, alam mo yun, regular lang na parang, ah, umusok lang siya konti. Parang it was something that was gonna be big. And we went there. We were able to break it first on TV sa 24 hours weekend. We stayed there the whole night na hindi namin alam kung saan po kami magsistay. Kasi nagsasara na nga yung mga hotel si dahil pumuputok na yung taal. But thank God there was one hotel na natira at nakitulog kami sa kanila. So this whole time, wala pa kaming mask. Wala, hindi kami handa talaga, covered in suit and uso. Kami mga bato-bato pa ako sa buhok ko. I was wearing normal clothes. So puro potik na ako. That was, that was tea for the whole night, overnight. Ganun yung itsura ko. And I felt like I was pulled out of my comfort zone. Like so far from my comfort zone na yun nga, I'm used to doing politics. You can make me do politics. Sports. Very easy, but then you do something like that where it's tasking physically also. That's what made it stand out. Dahil po, hindi ko rin alam po ano i-expect, i-expect ko eh. Kaya like, pag halimbawa po sa Baguio, medyo alam mo naman po anong mangyayari. Diba? Parang, o dadaan yan, o malakas, o babaha. Pero after nun, alam mo na kung anong mangyayari. But this one, no one knew what was gonna happen. Like, puputok ba siya na full on na? At in love by deputy? No one knew. And it was very exciting for me na... Siyempre, asama naman, exciting for me. Pero, sorry, sorry sa mga naging biktima ng taal. Pero, it was exciting from a journalist point of view na you're in the middle of this unfolding na I don't think we're gonna see it again in our lifetime. Also, like, because of the news that we aired, na-alert na rin yung mga tao na para oh, wag na pupunta sa nilito. Oh, pumunta na kayo sa nilito. So, there's also that sense of duty na we're not just doing this to make rating. You're actually doing this to like tell people this is what's happening, this is what you gotta do. And I played a little part in that and that's what made me proud and that's what makes it stand out dahil na di ko talaga inexpected parang very regular work date. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when you said it, it excites you. I mean, and I, and you were worried that people might uh, misunderstand. I mean, I think what people need to understand is journalists want to be covering important stories. That's what we're wired for. That's what we're trained for. No, So the more important the story, the more we feel that 
we are serving the public, di ba? The more we feel that we're fulfilling our duty. I think that's what you really meant, di ba? Na kung, ganun din. I mean, all journalists feel this excitement pag nasa gitna sila ng isang crisis at sila, sila yung nagko-cover nun, no? Kasi you don't live for ordinary coverage, no? You, we live for extraordinary, really unusual, unique, and tulad sinabi mo, baka once-in-a-lifetime na events mm-hmm. uh, mag-cover ng ganun. But, Balikan ko lang yung yung sports no kasi sabi mo it's re- it's something that comes more naturally for you it's it's been easy but at the same time no babae ka uh, sports are a macho beat diba most people we cover in sports are men diba and most i'm sure most of the athletes you covered are men although sumisikat na rin yung ibang women's sports yung mga women athletes no but most sports that make the news are about um, men, no? Male athletes. And we know that male athletes have often also been in the news, not just for their sports achievements, but because of domestic abuse, sexual harassment, uh, So I'm wondering, no, you're a woman covering a macho, quite masculine beat, no? Have you ever felt sexism, uh, discrimination? Uh, misogynism, even, you know, um, sexual harassment uh, on the beat? Actually, like, from the athletes themselves, there would be, like, some people na medyo magpapakit sa'yo, especially when I was younger. Pero, I think because a lot of them I knew from college, because I was also covering sports in college, not just basketball, but different sports. So, I knew a lot of them. They they quickly realized that this is futile. Like, hindi siya, hindi siya So, even from the start of my coverage on sports a lot of them were like brothers to me and like even i often get asked howie did he ever hit on you <laughs> but the thing is never talaga and even the rest of the team pakyaw i feel like because i was the only reporter the medyo bata that was really staying with them for months and months during training camps feeling ko parang akala nila younger sister na nila ako na minsan pa pag may lalapit sa akin na ay no outside from team pakyaw sila pa yung parang oy oy wag nang lalapitan yan ganyan and I think sports industry, it's not from the athletes, but I've experienced it in a way from production people. Like, uh, I was doing sports uh, for a while and they want you to dress a certain way para mas, uh, mas sexy, mas, ma, mas visually appealing. And it wasn't something I was comfortable with. And they wanted the female reporters to report on the side stories and then they also had male um, reporters na sila yung magre-report on sports on the scores on the stats strategies and I that was the part that was offending to me because I felt like I have more experience than these guys like I could write this like na nakapikit and I'm being held back because I'm female and I have to dress in a certain way and I guess it turned out to be a blessing in disguise because that was the time I decided, okay, this is not working for me anymore. And the opportunity opened up in GMA, na TV. So it, it all worked out in the end. Like with GMA, obviously we're all covered up, sir, kapag ganit cover tayo. And at the same time, I was able to cover sports for a, a, a very long time also, like, especially with a career of Man Pacquiao. It, it was, I was able to do something that I wanted and it was at a comfortable circumstance compared to what I was doing before. But uh, mabuti nagkaroon ka ng uh, opportunity sa iba no? uh, to pursue your profession. Pero what if another opportunity didn't arise and you know you needed 
you needed to keep your job or you wanted to keep that job, would you have pushed back? Would you have insisted on wearing what you thought was more appropriate attire? Because people listening might say you retreated rather than stand your ground. Uh, or did you try talking to them and explaining to them what you just said? Na sandale, no. I mean, I don't need to. I don't need to dress like that to be effective. At the time, it wasn't an option. If he said no, edi hindi ka nalang nila bigbigan ng game. So you would have like effectively lost your job also. But um, the good thing is, a few years later, they changed it na. So ngayon, uh, the women are wearing business attire. So nakasuit na and um, they're they're able to report also on game stuff, hindi na lang yung mga side story. So there was a change also. I'm not sure like what what happened because it was a long time after I was gone that it happened. But I'm so happy because the younger ones who would have to do that, they don't have to deal with all that that we dealt with before. And I think for me personally, it was a nudge in the right direction. Because I feel na mas nagkaroon ako ng growth. Me personally, I had more growth when I moved to hard news and sometimes covering sports. Kesa if I stay there. Sports is something that will always be my first love. But I feel na parang career-wise, it, it was also the smarter move to go here. Okay, you, you have a very widespread Social present, social media presence. No, I mean you're active on social media platforms. Um, understatement pang ayan eh. You know, and then uh, you post a lot of photos and and videos. And are you able to monitor your comments? Pini filter mo ba? Ini screen mo? Um, diba? I'm, you know, I'm sure not everything is respectful. Uh, what what do you do? How do you react? Actually, no, I don't read comments. Pero kasi po yung notifications ko, for example, for Instagram, ang notifications ko is, I would get notifications if a person, a friend of mine, a person I follow, comment. But for any other comment, I wouldn't get notifications. So, I don't really see them. There have been times when, when... You don't delete. Alimbawa, binabastos ka na because you know how culture is on social media. Mm-hmm. Parang bastusan eh. Uh, madaat. Yeah. You'll just allow it to stay there. You don't bother to, to filter. Delete. If I see it, if I see it, I would. Sometimes, uh, kasi nga po hindi ako masyado nagbabasa ng comments. Eh. But sometimes, there was a time na yung parents ko, ewan ko, siguro walang magawa, na mahilig magbasa ng comments. So sometimes, sila yung makakakita na parang, huy, tingnan mo to, o ganyan, ganyan, ganyan. And then when I see it, then I would either delete it, block the person, report for spam, or sasagot ako. If it's something that I feel is uh, um valid issue, like, for example, there have been comments na it's not really an attack on on me as a woman, but like an attack on my performance as a journalist. For example, sabi nila, eh, bias ka naman eh, puro ito lang yung pinapakita mo, hindi pinapakita si ganito. Those things, instead of, I know that a lot of them would be trolls, but then sometimes I would reply to them anyway. Like, I would reply to maybe one or two people and explain in a very logical manner, objective manner na, uh, actually, I covered this, blah, 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 ganyan. Because I feel na parang yung mga legitimate issues na ganun, if they go unanswered, parang baka isipin nila, ah, totoo pala. Yung mga totoong tao na nakakabasa ng comments, na parang sabihin nila, ay, oo oh, nga, no, parang, oo oh, nga, no, bakit na puro ganyan lang yung pinapakita niya? Bakit wala na itong mga ganito? But for the other comments na 
yung mga tungkol lang because I'm female and stuff like that. Unless makita ko siya, they just stay there. So, I'm sure marang pinot. But if I see them, I, I, block, I block the person. Dahil medyo nakakataakot din, Sir Howie. Like, there have been people who message my family na pupuntahan nila ako, ganyan-ganyan. There was actually, there were already restraining orders I had sa Senate. Because like, some people would say na I would, I would go there and I would like, wait for you to come out. So, I just reported it to the Senate para to make sure na walang-walang lalapit, walang makakapasok na ganun. Was this a reaction to any coverage or just a reaction? No. Just to me. Parang this person, I don't know, siguro developed an obsession. I don't know why. Um, this person tried to follow me to La Union and then like, tried to follow me sa Senate. Ano, I, I, I Napansin na, mo na talaga may nagsustalk sa'yo or, or, May, may nararamdaman mo lang or you actually witnessed this person doing that oh this per this person this was online pa lang no. kaya po nag-file na ako bago siya makarating kasi nahanap niya yung number ng mom ko for some reason called my mom and said um, pupunta uh, yeah so parang papakilala siya pupuntahan niya ako ganyan and me if you're messaging me or commenting on my social media accounts that's fine that's normal but what, when you try to find my family, try to find my mom's number, that's weird. So, I filed this. There was one person po na pumunta sa GMA. But, um, unfortunately, we weren't able to get the the picture or the identity of the guy. So, that one still messages every now and then on social media. Pero, thank God, hindi na siya bumalik po sa GMA. So, hindi naman kami nakita ever. Well, you know, that's just one of the risks, no, sa pagiging uh, journalist and uh, you know, there there are even bigger risks as as we know. Uh, there we, we get death threats and we get we get trolled, we get hate messages, uh etc, no, but uh you know, we generally we we love what we do. Pero you know, the, yung malaki din yung sinasacrifice ng maraming journalists, especially socially, no, kasi uh, you yourself have said na marami kang family events. For example, na hindi ka naka-attend dahil nga sa coverage, may assignment ka, may biglang assignment. And we know that leaves, vacations are often cancelled because something happens. You've seen many of our colleagues, they have, they have had to do the same, even once with children, etc. No? And many of our colleagues are mothers and fathers. No? So, and of course, women are under more social pressure because if they're not married, they're under more social pressure to get married, uh, to have children. But they're, you know, this job really keeps us busy you know? so my question is taking all of that into consideration is journalism worth it i think so i think so because well you know the cliche if i don't do it who else will and i feel like i have enough grit to to do it and my family's been very supportive they've been very understanding at first of course in day kasi parang sila ano ba yan? <laughs> What's happening? You're not here for Christmas, you're not here for New Year, you're not here on your birthday. And I, I feel like they've adjusted na rin because they know that this is what I really want to do. And I think it's not just a certain kind of person that gets to practice journalism for a long time. It's a certain kind of social circle. Kasi po hindi lang tayo, like what you said, Sir Howie, hindi lang tayo yung affected. When you're a journalist, you affect your family, you affect your friends, you affect everybody around you because they have to all consider your schedule, your job. And I've been very blessed because even my friends are very understanding. Na parang kapag ka meron ako, ah, oh, hindi pala ako makakapunta, they're, they're okay with it. 
And I feel like until I'm physically limited to do this, I would be doing this for a very long time. Like maybe ask me again, sir, how we if if and when I have a kid. But for the time being, I think I'm I'm going to stay for a very long time. I really enjoy it, and I feel like there are a lot more stories to tell, and I feel like and dami pang kailangan gawin. So I don't think I'm gonna be going away soon. Okay, that's uh, that's really wonderful to hear, and it's a great note to end on. <laughs> so, uh, muchas gracias. Mao gracias, Enjoy your travels in Spain and other countries in Europe. Be safe, and uh, we're looking forward to your next stories on TV and on Eyewitness. Mabuhay ka at uh, ingat ka palagi, Mav. Thank you, sir. How are you? Maraming salamat po. Thank you po to everybody who tuned in. Thank you.